0: Friend that lights you up, the friend you leave dinner with energized, empowered, and more often than not tipsy from two drinks. We're those friends, and this podcast is So That Dinner. It's Jill Vanek and Kate Connolly, and we're your go to girls. Hey, and welcome back to your go to girls. It's Kate and Jill, and we're back with another episode of Power Suits. We love our women. We love our women. And we have our first time caller, longtime listener, Jill (laughs) Caffrey on the line. Jill, say hello.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Go To Girls, Jill. Before we even get started, I have to ask you: like, is there a story behind your name? I, I rarely meet other Jills, and I live what? for Wait, it. Wait, are you
0: are you joking me? No, I rarely. I feel like I know Jills. seven thousand Jills. Really? Yeah, I could name like seven of them in in within a mile of our current radius. You know, I was supposed to be named Jennifer, and I'm so glad I'm, I'm so Jill. Glad you're not Jill. What's your story? Well,
2: so I'm so I'm Jillian with mm-hmm. a J.
0: Love.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just an actress that was popular, but like not a popular actress an uh, actress that was on a show that my mom watched and she hmm. just like really loved the name Jill um or Jillian rather considering and me and Jill's
0: mom are tight as fuck I'm gonna fact check that fact check it yeah, yeah you I'm gonna, gonna fact text her check that. yeah I love it though every Jill I meet is
1: oh that's your middle name aren't you yeah. Marie I'm Marie, Marie with that. everyone else on the planet
0: Just three basic power suit bitches (laughs) here tonight. You guys, what you should know is that we are now starting 12 minutes late, which is not a power suit move. But if I said test one more time into the mic, I was going to absolutely bash my head into the wall.
1: No, it's a literally a miracle of God or whoever's up there that we get this working every week.
0: I I can't, but you know what it is friends. And I just mentioned this to the Jill's is that we're number like 7,001 on the charts, but we're (laughs) number one in all of your hearts always. And that's all that matters. (laughs) So Jill, why is she here? Why is she here? Well, not only, you know, what's really hard for me is I have two best friends named Jill and they're both sitting here today.
1: You no, also what's so weird, and then we really will get into power yeah. suits, but Jill, like, I feel like we are kindred spirits and should be best friends. We're yeah. just like separated. Do you know what I'm
0: saying?
2: Oh, yeah. On the, when I listen to the podcast, there's more <sighs> times where I'm like, oh, I agree with Jill. I knew she I was, was going to say Kate. this. I
0: knew she was good. This but is that's actually hard like for me. Like-
2: this is what I do on a daily basis with being friends with Kate. I'm not sure if
1: I, I,
0: I might, this episode might be really triggering for me. It
1: really might be because <laughs> like, I'll go to like, I'll see Jill's Instagram. She'll have gone to a play that I'm going to, to the next see. day. Like, and I'm we, like, we're I living know. parallel lives.
0: Yeah. yeah I love it. It's fucking too much. But, um, when Jill and I, oh, wait, so how are we going to do this? Jillian is Jillian. Is, the, is our interviewer and, just and you're just Jill. Yeah, just okay. Jill, just Jack. So when Jill and I were making our list of power suits, so if you're like, why hasn't she contacted me yet? It's, we have a monster list, okay? We could not not interview Jillian. Not only did I go to Holy Cross with Jillian and we played field hockey together, she's had quite the career and we're gonna dive into it um, momentarily. But as you guys know, in these episodes of Power Suits, um, we talk through career paths, how it started, where they're headed, what's next. Um, and that's it. Love it. This is going to be a good one. So Jill, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's, let's just take it on back. So how did we end up at Holy Cross?
2: How do we end up at Holy Cross? Um, so as you mentioned, played field hockey, I think, um, as many people know, field hockey is not something that like, you're going pro for. So when I was looking at schools, definitely was looking for more of a school that had a strong academic uh, reputation. And one that I could obviously also play field hockey, but not only play field hockey, I selfishly say like actually play and like play in the games and not just play Oh, so like, like you're saying you part were good? Of ex-
0: <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell all of our listeners, <laughs> well, the millions of Americans out well, there? No,
2: I wasn't like trying to win a national championship. She was, deese, I was just. I, w- I was trying to play the sport and also play in the games and also just get a great education. And mm-hmm. that led me to Holy Cross, um, was recruited by a few different schools, but ultimately ended up at Holy Cross because it was close uh, to my family. It was only like a two and a half hour drive from home, which is Westchester, New York, and great academics and just like a smaller school. I always knew that like I didn't want to walk into a lecture hall of 300 people. I really wanted like more of like a small like intimate class size and like more of like a community feel which I think actually like we'll get to but that translates more into like sort of like my career trajectory and like what I really value in like a workplace.
1: Now tell me Jill, were you and Kate but buddies right away? Well first this, of all, what, how
0: did this Jill started start? out as an accounting major, so that's a wild Turn of events. Yeah, that could
2: that <laughs> be part of my career story. Wild. <laughs>
0: Thought she was going to be an accountant. This bitch. No. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that she's that great was that at was that was. Things.
2: No, it was more so my parents. My mom is a nurse and my dad is a police officer, and I think that when I was gonna be more of like, quote, in the business world. Yeah. They in their minds were like, oh, you could be an accountant it's like a steady job. Like if you're an accounting major, you could like go on to like one of the big four and like you sort of like are set for
1: life.
0: Yeah. That was the so. My Dad that, didn't that, have that, that conversation with me. I don't think he saw it in me. It was like e- accounting. Yeah. It was you're like number, you in numbers. Not for you.
1: I think so accounting one oh one is like, yeah, but it's like a legit class to take. Holy I shit. wish I took more finance. Yeah in school, to be honest with you. But you know, um, either here nor there. Okay. Started off accounting. Yep. We switched that major.
2: Started like, off accounting, pretty, pretty quickly, quickly changed to that major. I think I realized at the end of freshman year, I spoke with one professor and I was like, I'm just like, this is not for me, <laughs> but like, I don't, I'm not really sure what is for me. And,
0: and he or she was like, and, yeah, fact.
2: Yeah. She was like, I will never forget this advice. She's like, oh well, what what do you enjoy doing like what are the classes you enjoy taking okay and I like thought about it and I was like um well I could list like the actual class names that I was interested in and they actually all ended up being political science classes but the thing was fully crossed with liberal arts education so it wasn't so like make or break your experience based on your major and it's like We always heard at Holy Cross, like, oh, you could be a history major and like you could end up going to work for Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a direct. Right. Right. Yeah. There's not a direct correlation between your major and where you end up. Uh, going into but the I life.
0: think your passion for poly sci led us to an obsession with House of Cards, so I feel like it definitely did something good for us. Oh yeah, definitely. We definitely loved House of cards. cards. That was what we watched. So but good. Jill and I became and, friends. And Scandal. Oh, Scandal! That was a great show. Oh my she God, Jill! Remember Scandal. that revenge show with the blonde? What was it called? Yep. Revenge. Oh, it's called revenge. Yeah, Did you ever watch I know that? I exactly. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that lead Emily something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I remember okay. That. <laughs> so Jill and I became friends um, freshman year, and then we were just the old uh, end of our freshman Through year. Hockey, yeah. Through field hockey. Through field hockey. Yes. Um, when I met Jill, she had a BlackBerry. Um, I loved my yeah. BlackBerry. She's she, so hardcore. Jillian, you you held on to that thing. You were a BBM fiend. Uh,
2: love. I can still remember. Like your. My- Number one device, like yeah. you, it just was like favorite device, went from BlackBerry to iPad. I, don't,
1: yeah, don't you wish they're still? I kind honestly, of want
0: us to get BBM. I, the three no, of us, I want a BlackBerry again. What if you guys both have work phones? What if we also got a friend phone, like and so it bad. was just a, Black <laughs> a <burner. Berry>. BlackBerry, BlackBerry <laughs> burner, <laughs> just, and we would just like BM, uh, BBM on it. Oh. It's probably an affordable plan. You oh, could look into it. The Pearl. I we'll bet see it's if affordable. they still exist. Yeah. Um. So we get through Holy Cross, and what's so funny is if you look, um. At our lives now and and obviously we're going to get into the reason why jill is here and and her trajectory and whatnot but it's so funny because jill true or false i helped you write a couple papers here there
2: got you through spanish
0: and she's a fucking star now fantastic
2: writer so the
0: fact that that jill is a business star and i carried her through college it just shows that you, you know, it takes a village. It takes <laughs> a village. You are it a good writer. A though. Village. You know what I mean? He's you know, it's a your very, side. very good writer. It's a, it's a bullshitting gene. So take us, we graduated in 2014. and fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, holy shit. Yes. And what did you literally, I don't even know this. What did you think you wanted to do? I mean, obviously we all interned. Jill and I both interned in New York city. Uh, and remind me, were you at AIG at this time? What was, so I, was
2: at, I did both my internships in college at AIG the first one was in marketing and communications and I did want I did think that I wanted to go into some sort of like marketing and communications role I really enjoyed that internship Mm -hmm. but campus recruiting at the time was like okay before you go into senior year, you're not going to go back to the same business like why don't you explore like different other businesses and like within the company. Um, and because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, I just said, I like to like organize people and things and like processes and like organizing people, um, and getting things done. And so they encouraged me to go into a operations project management role. So I was in that type of role in a legal department. Within then AIG the second year, which is where I ultimately landed after college.
1: And Jill, what? tell everyone what AIG is and what they do, just to, like, broad strokes.
2: Yeah, of course. So AIG is uh, a global insurance company, very, very large corporation, thousands of employees, like a very, like, traditional, I would say, like, corporate role right out of college. So it was, like, a great starting experience to, like, be in New York City, like, learn what it was like to, like sort of stood at the desk at the time, like this was I guess seven, eight years ago, like cube farm, like it was sort of like the traditional corporate. I remember experience. what your
0: cube looked like. Oh, you saw her cube? Yeah, I saw pictures. Oh, it of was it.
2: a very large cube farm. Big ass cube. Like I, I would stand up and if I was standing, you could not see that I was standing in my cube since it was so Wait, tall. do you
0: wanna know something so funny? I didn't know this was a thing, cube farm. My dad says the farm and I didn't real like I thought he invented that. That's a That's saying. What it was. Cube farm. Oh yeah. The cube farm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's just, uh, they pack you in. It
1: really you never did crazy. a cube farm.
0: I ha- yeah. I've you been did? in cube. Yeah. I've mm. had a
1: couple jobs like that. Mm. Mostly I try not to. I might build a cube upstairs for James just to really keep tabs on what he's doing. But you also can't have <laughs> privacy. Like Jill, can you even have a phone call? Like if I want to like BS with my friend, you got to go to the quiet room. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't love a cube life. But yeah, just so the normal. cube
2: farm was like very like, and it, this was just the culture of that company it was like, it was almost like no one ever answered the phone, like no one spoke on the phone, everything was done through and email. Just, so it was yeah. like, so eerily quiet there. Yeah, just the clicks. The This com- is why we
0: need BBM. You could have BBM. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. exactly. So the
2: company that I'm at now, when I first arrived, I'll never forget, someone called me and the minute I answered the phone. Well, first I was like, Oh my gosh, this is weird that someone's calling me. The second was once I answered the phone, they were on video. So now <laughs> internally, any that. call that you make, this was even pre-COVID, yeah. it's all cool? on video. And it helps, wow. honestly, like communication, with communication does. so much.
1: Jill, it I love that you're saying that. And obviously, we'll get into that. I think it's so good to make it standard. Like With my job, you can choose to be on camera or not. And you miss so much of that body
0: language. It really hurts. The communication, uh, it really Literally, literally same here. Yeah. Like that's why I can't teach online anymore. Like I can't, even if you see somebody's face, like mm-hmm. it's not enough because there's just a wall up. So the fact that you could even got to see each other's face, it, it changes the way something is delivered. Tone and you can see reaction expression or two, you know, boom, you're fine. Tone on a phone call or voicemail and you don't see the face or the like LOL smirk like you're like, fuck you.
1: Well, it's a good point. And Jill, what's your opinion on this? Because, you know, with a lot of the clients I have for my career business, many of them are saying, listen, I want to be fully remote. And I kind of take that with a grain because I think you're going to suffer with promotions. I, I don't think it's great not to ever oh, be face to Oh, 100% but and Jill there's a agrees. lot of
2: different studies coming out right now about how that's going to impact people in the long run mm-hmm. with totally. promotions and just getting that face time. Yeah. Obviously networking is like a huge element. And I think that like there are so many times with being back in the office and like things happen and conversations happen. And it's truly like this wouldn't have happened at home because it's so hard to like either schedule with senior executives, mm-hmm. like as you're walking out of a meeting and you're just having this just like casual conversation it can lead to so much more that like it wouldn't have happened at home like you just sort of join a meeting it starts at a specific time and then you end so wait catch
0: catch us up so we're at AIG from and people can stalk your LinkedIn we weren't approved from Jill's communication so we can't (laughs) say the actual job that she works at because again uh 3002 on the charts number one in your fucking heart but it's a it's a big it's a big player you guys can google her but so we're at AIG from when to when Uh, 2014,
2: I was there about for two and a half years.
0: Okay. And so now we've moved on and how would you describe your role now in Uh, comparison? My role
2: today. So right now the company that I work for a global financial services company and I've been there for five and a half years. And what I'm doing today is I run global alumni relations and this is something totally new to our firm. I actually helped launch it, or I rather launched it in January of this year. But this was something that I stepped into the role actually a year ago, probably like about this week. Um, previously, I was in a marketing role at the firm doing brand activation. And so always in marketing, and this actually came about um, because I listened to a podcast. What's the um, podcast? It was the Harvard Business Review podcast. I listened to it actually last spring and the episode was specifically about corporate alumni programs. And so I listened to it and the benefits include, and this is something that I had honestly had never heard of. I listened to the podcast and I was like, what is a corporate alumni program? Like have heard obviously about like universities having their alumni programs, but had never heard of a corporate one. And then as I'm listening to the episode, all of these large firms, LinkedIn, Goldman, Google, Salesforce, they all have Alumni programs, and a lot of the benefits for the firms are from a brand and reputation standpoint. Like your former employees are advocates for your firm, um, both from like a business standpoint. and a lot of the people that we see leaving our firm are either current clients or potential clients. So there's that business development opportunity there. And this is like very much how consulting companies and a lot of the accounting firms work. Like a lot of the people who leave those firms end up being clients. So it's bringing in business to their former company. Uh, Re-recruitment, this is like a term that's sort of blown up through the great resignation. Over the past few months, people sort of really jumped ship, went to different firms, thought like the grass is greener on the other side, that they would get more money, a higher pay jump work from home benefits more of like flexibility and then they realize like oh this isn't like what it was cut out to be like i actually like want to go back and sort of one of the first there's a lot been a lot of research on it but like the first few people that uh like when you're sort of in this like career crisis that people usually go to are like obviously like friends and family but they also reach out to former colleagues former managers and a lot of times like they can come back um yeah either in a higher role or like in a totally different part of the business. But like, because you know, the firm, because you know the processes and just like the way things work, it's so easy to come back. And then sort of what's in it for alums of the firm is just like, the biggest thing I would say is networking opportunities. Like a lot of people leave their firm and go on to bigger and better things. And so like to make those connections, it's sort of very much like how a campus and like a, college alumni program works like they're we're offering different career benefits networking opportunities um because we care about our people that's sort of like the end goal of the alumni program is we want to make sure that people see like even though you spent this time at our firm and you decided to go elsewhere like we still care about you like you put in work to like make our firm a better place so we're going to give back to you
1: jill what advice do you have like I really find that my biggest allies are people who have just left the company. Like you said, they could come back because they have been very willing to tell me their salary how to negotiate interesting who to work for like inside they have no baseball. more skin in the game. So exactly. it's like, all right, let's chat. And you know, again, they will circle back, but they'll be a great ally kind of right off the bat in, in terms of networking. I mean, that is, it sounds like you cultivate these relationships and you organize this network basically for a living. So yeah. what tips, tricks, like who is someone's biggest ally? Like who do we not think of when we think of networking and reaching out to?
2: Yes, I would say the biggest allies, actually, I would say my strongest relationships that I've made and what has honestly helped me in my career in the five and a half years that I've been at my firm have, I've had, I've been very fortunate to have amazing managers. And I think that's like one obvious one, mm-hmm, but I'll yeah. say the other people who have really helped me are more of like, sort of like what I call the work that I do on the side of my desk which is like employee networks, like that sort of like, and I I work for a larger firm. So I understand that like, not everyone is going to have this, but like, sort of those like connections that you make through employee networks. And this is something that like, I manage, sort of on the side of my desk, I manage the culture committee, which is responsible for making like our New York office a better place to work. And so my connections of through those committees, which, like, those are not in my job description. I am not compensated for any of the work that I do there. Great point. But, like, mm-hmm. the relationships that I build there are really important. And I think that even if you're not at a very large firm, also networking with people who are, like, doing the same thing for, as you outside of the firm. So, like, I say that because right now I'm the only person who does alumni relations at my firm. Totally brand new. Like, I couldn't have ever leaned on someone to say like, "Oh, when you led alumni relations, like, how did you do it?" Because right. it was never done before. So, what I did was a lot of like, honestly, like LinkedIn networking, like looking at who ran alumni programs at like all the major financial mm-hmm. services firms, all of the accounting firms, and honestly, just like LinkedIn messaged them and said, "Hey, I'm in this new role. Like, would you be willing to meet?" And it's sort of mutually beneficial for us to learn from each other, like obviously in the beginning, I didn't have like a leg to stand on. But like, those are people now who come to me and are like, Oh, how are you doing this?" Like, yeah, and I think just sort of like building those relationships, like, has it helped me thus far in like, a career perspective? No, but like, it's definitely something that I think could help down the line.
0: Yeah, I think this is something we have to stop at and talk about for a little bit networking, because networking is not a fiscal transaction at first. That is like literally and that's what's so shitty about it is uh, Jillian back at Holy Cross used to drag me into these things. Let's do Athletic Association. Let's volunteer for this. I'm like, oh my god. You're very good at identifying things to do uh, that back in the day were like resume boosters, but now obviously you're Seeing the benefits from them, and I even think like if we look about if we look at networking in all of our careers and all of our jobs right now, I just actually had a phone call with somebody, and I I take these often where hey I found you any chance you could give me advice on studio and teaching blah blah blah, blah. and I always say I'm like bro not obviously skin in the game and being and doing it a long time helps in all of our paths, but it's like doing the shit you don't want to do for free, so. Jillian mentioning that she's kind of does all this shit on the side. I can think of times where you've thrown events that were fun at the office and, and that kind of got your name out and, and it, it created success and buzz, right? What did you say, Jillian? You did like a putt-putt uh, oh, yeah. event at some and point. I mean,
2: even like we're going back to the office, like, and no one is asking me to do it, but like, let's do an ice cream social and bring yeah. Ben and like, like what we need to fun. do things like constantly thinking of like my passion really lies in like the, even though I do alumni relations really lies in the employee experience. experience. I think that one thing that like really pains me when I hear it is like when people say that they don't enjoy your job, yeah. their job, like you spend so many hours in your life working at a job. Like, you better love it and if yeah. you don't love it like we better figure out a way to like find you a place and something that you're doing that will make you love it
0: so i think what do you girls both think i think that like honestly sometimes even the word network it needs like a, a lower key name it's not that stressful it Needs it's, a facelift d- yeah, yeah it's like doing what you were saying jillian like chatting with someone here or volunteering here or doing something silly like i think that uh networking and even how I grow my business and find clients, it's in the dumbest ways.
1: And I don't, when you say in the dumbest ways, I hear what you're saying, because I think number one, let's face facts, all three of us, we can toot our own horn. There's, there is strategy behind it. There is, we're not just going this willy nilly. We know that, but I view networking too, as like I go to my hairdresser cause I saw a woman on the street and I was like, I'm obsessed with your hair. Where'd you get it done? Yeah, Like that's networking. Do you know what I mean? It's like you said, it's right. very small things. It doesn't have to be this dirty word, this mm-hmm. like huge thing. Yeah.
2: But it's also like to your point that you sometimes take calls and like advise people when they're just starting off. But like sometimes I also find that like in those conversations, like you might also learn something new exactly. or like you're, and that's why you're I always thinking say yes. about things in a new way that like, sometimes I'm also a person that's sort of like always go, go, go. I like am focused and I make my decision and I sort of never waver for it or like think outside of the box. Yeah. But having a lot of those conversations, like helps me think in new ways.
0: You're right. It's the same thing as like when I haven't taught a beginner class in a long time, and then I teach beginner or I teach just so many brand new people. And I'm like, oh fuck, I better, I got to get these kinks out. Like I'm not teaching people who just know everything. Yeah. It's it's those same conversations.
1: I really love to Jillian, what you said. So take us back a little bit to the fact that you were listening to the Harvard business review. Did you, did that, was that a light bulb moment? Did you go to your boss and say, Hey, I want to create this? Or was that a light bulb moment? Like, Hey, I think I want to do this. I think a lot of people get stuck in their rut and think, Oh, I'm on this path. I can't get out of the box. I'm forced to do this for the rest of my life. You really jumped at a new opportunity. How did, what did that look like?
2: Yeah. So when I listened to that, I was like, Oh my gosh, we need this. Like I can definitely see the benefit. We've been around for about 30 years. Like we obviously have thousands of alumni who would be super engaged and actually through one of my, I call it side of the desk, like uh culture committees that I do running the New York office, actually one of my great connections and mentors was actually the deputy COO of the company. And so I was like, oh, well, if this is like sort of going to happen for the company and I want to bring up this idea, like, I don't know really who to go to, but the deputy COO is like someone who can like, I'll Good start with to start. To him. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, found out like a week ago, a week after that he was leaving. So I sort of forgot about it. But through that same committee, I had a colleague who she reports to the vice chairman, who I now also report into. And she said, oh he got this idea approved. I think the New York leadership team would like to hear about it. This was a few months later. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, this is actually a thing. And she was like, Oh yeah, he's been trying to get this off the ground and like approved by our executive committee for, for years now. And like, finally they're on board. And so like, he's going to hire someone He wants to make it happen. Um, and so Dude, that you have sort of, to believe
0: in, like, right place, right like, time. Right. Was, I never heard this story. I didn't know that side of it, that it was already in the works.
2: So It was already in the works. And so then I, I applied for it. I went through the interview process. And even it was at that time where I was in a really great role doing brand activation within marketing. I really loved it. wasn't looking for a change. But, like, I really felt in that moment, like, wow, I, like, am fully confident that I could be really good at this and I can make it what I want. And like, I'm not intimidated by doing it. Um, and so that like led me to applying. And then obviously I did a pro con list. Um, uh, but where there were like very few cons and I just felt like that it was right. Once I got the role to accept it.
1: Where do you see this? Jillian? And I think that's great for people to hear because but again, you know, it's like, if you build it, they will come. Like you mm-hmm. had this, you put it into the universe. Like you went down that path. Where do you see this role expanding? I mean, it sounds like it's your baby. You could kind of do with it what you will. Are you going to hire people? Do you see it just like busting out? Like what? What do you see for yourself in this role?
2: Um. Well, to your question, I would love to hire people. Um. That's definitely a future state. Uh. And and this is something that I learned from external alumni networks. Like they're a large financial services companies that also have alumni programs. They have like seven people, eight people globally doing
1: this. Mm, okay.
2: Yep. And like managing directors leading the programs like globally. And so yes, I am all by myself now. So there's an opportunity to grow it. I think from a career perspective, and this is something that I have a really close relationship with my manager and he's very supportive and is like, I mean, it was only like a month ago when where had our weekly one-on-one and he said like, you're good, right? Like, do you want, like, to look at another opportunity? I'm not kicking you out. But like, I just want to make sure that like, you don't feel like stuck in this. Like, I always just want to make sure that like, you're like, if I can help you in any way, look for like, the next thing that like, you're telling me like, what you want to do next, so that I can sort of like, help position you and like, introduce you to the right people to get to that point. So like, I am very, very happy where i am right now like i can grow this program i know from other external programs this is something that like honestly if i wanted to do alumni relations for the rest of my life i could mm-hmm. um so like very much an opportunity to like take it in a way where like going more into like hr going back into marketing and communications, um or sort of like totally pivoting and like going into a business within the firm so like the options are definitely there. And I'm fortunate. Like I really do love the company I work for.
0: Um, Why are you so good at this? Like describe to everyone what this, what a daily role looks like at this job, at this current job and and what it looks like for you and traveling all that. Because when I describe your strong suits, um, Jill planned my wedding. Top to bottom, head to tail. I didn't plan like a single the thing. the ultimate project manager 100%. and 100%. So it's, like, yeah. Yeah. So obviously you've been a great planner your whole life. How does that planning now lead into your current job?
2: So I would say like right now, I like dream scenario and it's sort of like, I can equate it to like what like future hiring state is. So like, I definitely need like, a data and analytics person and like mm. i do it like loosely like i put out quarterly measurement reports and that sort of helps with like the internal socialization but like measurement reports and data and analytics like really analyze like where are alums what are they doing where are they located like what are the percentages of like people who leave and then join the network or like What are they doing? And like how can we it's sort of it ties to the employee experience, which I'm passionate about. Like why are people leaving? How can we retain Mm -hmm. them? Like the amount
0: of times Jill Where can
2: we leverage our talent to like for like potential clients? Like where are our alums working where like they can help us? You're
0: a data whore. I you always are like, Okay, what's the data on the class time? (laughs) Which is smart
1: to protect and and again, Jill, I love that you're bringing this up because I think a lot of people don't do this. Like I advise people keep an Excel spreadsheet. Like if you don't document it, it wasn't done. What have you been doing? What are your numbers? What percentages are you working with? Like you've got to be able to present that for the program and for yourself for promotion to grow. Like you need these numbers. And I love that that is of utmost importance to you. Like, like you, it first and foremost, like
2: one of my great mentors. Um, she actually just left and it's funny because she's technically a boomerang to JP Morgan. She worked there, came to my firm and then what just went back actually, because they were con- in constant communication with her and like always like, like really like fostered that relationship when she was gone. So she's back now, but she was leading data and analytics in our marketing department. And she always like, she's sort of like ingrained this in me. Like you don't have a strategy unless you have like data supporting mm-hmm. it. Like, that yep. drives all of the decision-making that you're doing. And so now a lot of my day-to-day really is like, we started from scratch in January. Like there were zero alumni si- signed up to the platform. Right now we're at 3,600. So like really dealing with just like the strategy of getting people on mm-hmm. like internal promotion, external promotion. How do we like automate getting people signed up on the way out, which was done. And, and then, then events, Jill my yeah my bread and butter right now and like where i'm finding the most value obviously like post-covid is like people really love connecting in person right now and so since january i've done like 12 different global events uh most in person two virtual planning out the rest of the year and into 2023 of like where i'm going the types of events that i'm hosting um which has been a ton of fun and like truly like great opportunities. And like, sometimes I think even I have to remind myself, like, I'll get invited to events and be like, Oh, no, like, I'm tired. Or like, I want to go home. I would mm-hmm. say that's one of my piece of advice to everyone. Going like, events. so like, just like, you don't need to be there the longest time. But like, the connections that I've seen blossom out of these networking events that I've hosted have been amazing. Like one I did in San Francisco. Actually, the day after the woman had emailed myself, my boss, and the head of HR for the firm and said, Listen, like, I had an amazing time last night. So, like, I want to let you know that, like, I'm sort of at a career crossroads. And I had been reaching out to some of my former colleagues, and they all had suggested this one woman that I should reach out to who was also an alum. And while I was getting ready to like sort of like work up and like write a cold email to her introducing myself, she was there, I decided to come to the event and she was there. And so I was able to introduce myself in person. And like, we had a great conversation. And we're getting coffee later this week. So like, thank you so much for the opportunity. And then like, literally a month ago, that was back in April and a month ago on LinkedIn, she has a new position. So I don't know if it was like, because of that. But I sort of tied into this like web of connections that like who knows maybe she had gone for coffee with that woman everyone told her about and like she connected her with someone else and like that's how she landed the job that she's currently in or maybe it was because of that woman we won't know but it's just that amazing
1: web of connections and the in-person people take this for granted like it boils down to human biology you are and studies have supported this you are more likely to go out of your way and help someone that you have met in person like it builds that Fact. connection eye-to-eye contact when you like someone and have that bond you go out of your way so Jill I, I it is so
0: valuable what you're doing it's it's wild and it's valuable to have a friend like Jill because I get to travel for a free homie you know okay, I'm saying talk to us we're going to, us, <laughs> talk to, we're us going to Paris when do we leave Oh my God. So jealous. Yeah. I'm, I'm a petite person. I'm easily stored in a suitcase. I don't need much. But Easily go to the gym. (laughs) Tell us about your travel, Jill.
1: Like who are you meeting with? What are these, like, how often do you travel? What, what component is that of the job?
2: So I would say there's probably four. I, this past spring I did San Francisco, London, Zurich,
1: so try uh, getting Atlanta, on the schedule.
2: And then this fall do San Francisco, LA, London, Paris, and then next year is when we'll do Asia, Edinburgh,
1: Mexico City. The list
2: goes on and on. We're and a global firm, so trying to get as many places
1: as I can. And these are your offices. You you have satellites These or, are all in, our okay.
2: offices, yeah. So a majority of like where our alumni are based is based on like where I'm deciding to go.
0: Okay. So now we're in Westchester, New York and you live in Rye. And how often are we going to the office? Break us down through work from home, work from office, work from, I mean, you're in Rhode so Island We right
2: are, we are three days in the office, mandatory two days remote. And I honestly love being back. Um, I know very controversial, but I tend, and we're allowed to pick our days. That's so awesome. I tend, depending on our meetings, I tend to usually do Monday through Wednesday. Mondays tend to be like a very quiet day. Um, and then I'll sort of like leave Fridays to like as least meetings as possible and just sort of like be at home, like crunch my workout and like just work, not work out. That's
0: clear. <laughs> she never logs in into my fucking to classes. Be, to be yeah.
2: clear, That's clear and then have uh the weekend. So I love the flexibility. Um, I used to do five days a week in the city commuting. Um, but I have sort of what I think is not a bad commute. No. Some people might think it's far. So I commute door to door 55 minutes, but no subway and just on the train and walking. So I love it.
1: That's hybrid, what you're doing right now. That's right. Yeah. the hybrid. And, and I, it's very interesting, like the mandatory three days a week, which like you said, it's, it's controversial, but I, I
0: think in-person makes the world go round. Truly. Let's talk like some like fun, you know, power suit bitch shit. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay so you have to be, you, it's a work from the office day. Okay. So what do yeah. you do? What time do you wake up? What's the, uh, give us the routine. So I
2: wake up a few minutes before six make my nespresso get ready nespresso. and then i walk to yeah. the train mm-hmm. yep i love my nespresso is it worth machine. it it's
0: worth getting it it's worth it uh, here she, again she drinks chai it's not worth it i know it. i do drink okay chai. there's absolutely zero okay point. i don't need a nespresso i <laughs> heard they're pretty but now. no jill's she has that nice one with the frother oh, and all that shit okay okay sorry And you got it because you save mega bucks now on coffee oh yes yeah. oh my gosh in new york city what's a coffee
2: in the yeah. starbucks in my lobby, just the grande oat milk latte is six seventy eight. Seven like dollars, sir. Seven dollars,
1: absurd. Tell me this, Jill, because I am always Interessante in this. What's your <laughs> what? what's your work bag look like? Because oh, here we go. Commuting oh, for me,
0: I need I a big ass bag.
2: Rothies. Oh, with you i
0: got the the band. Band. my Rothies, yeah, girl. She's a sweater. This one. So okay. So
2: the Rothies tote that zips is just like so good i use it for traveling that's my everyday work bag i also have a little bag i have the rothy's pouches inside and rothy's are my flip-on commuting sneakers
0: and then in the office i have you guys better stop we're not getting (laughs) any ad sales from this you two better stop it we are this is why i didn't want them to meet like last time jill was here Jillian wasn't here. I'm like, this is preferred. You guys can't be together. I, I will wait. be axed. I will be out. Okay. Rothy's. I love this. So because you can wash this shit like Rothy's.
1: Okay. Love that. So that's your go-to work bag. Like let's get it together and work.
2: Everyone okay. needs Rothy's. And, uh, what I'm wearing is rent the runway.
0: That's right. So Walk, us through. Yeah. Walk See, us through this. Jill was actually, yep. I think, like a beginner back in the day. You've been doing it for a while, but now yeah, you use it for now. work specific, which I love. It's why I'm, I'm considering doing like newly for social only because my workwear is like Lululemon, like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Um, but so my
2: workwear has also like changed. significantly changed, yeah. I would say like pre-COVID. So, like, a lot of, like, the sort of Veronica Beard, Ula Johnson, like, those tops mm-hmm. I could just, like, wear with jeans. But, like, on Friday night when I then go out to dinner, I could wear that same top that I wore to work. So, how often are you
0: swapping? What are we paying? Why are you hype it? And why should everyone do it?
2: Um, I think that it's convenient. Like, all of the new items on Rent the Runway, although it's, like, strategy is involved and, like, some people say that, like, you use the app too much. But, like, if you're constantly looking at the new items, sometimes they come with the tags on them. Those are the same items that, like, how about that? are in Neiman Market or on Saks Online right now. So you're saving money, you're not buying, like, just the season's top. And then, if you know the designers you like and your sizes, like, you're never really dealing with a fit issue. True. So, just all around, I'm a fan.
0: I'm how many doing pieces the, do you get? Do Which one are you?
2: Four times four, four pieces, four times a month.
0: Four but pieces, also four sometimes
2: depending, oh, like if I have different weekend events, then I'll up it to six items.
0: And then four times a month, do you have to change the items or can you just be like, I picked no, this? No, you could keep one. Interesting.
2: Okay. But they've been the flopping yeah. recently. It's not as good as pre-COVID, but yeah. I still love it.
0: I know. I've been thinking about joining newly for like events. I keep getting, and apparently for all Philadelphians, like it, it ships next day because it's from like a warehouse close. Oh, close. Yeah. Maybe that it's like nice. I saw somebody, uh, Julia Giordano was telling me that it's like the return label was like Norristown. So it's like clearly close or something. Um, okay. What's uh, one thing you cannot work without your blank?
2: iPad. I, I love my iPad.
0: Not only your iPad, what's your work computer? Isn't it weird?
2: Uh, I just use a Chromebook. Chromebook, sort see? sort of like what we've been yeah, given. Yeah, it's
1: like a weird, Okay, that's yeah. your company issued kind of deal. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, but I love my iPad. I love OneNote.
0: I love um, OneNote. Jill got me on OneNote.
2: Bit, it's a little bit distracting, but I also, I think it's a benefit, but also like can be rude instead of like no one, at least in our company what? anymore, like you don't go into a meeting and like bring your laptop. Like it's sort of old school where like you're bringing a notebook, notebook. but iPads are acceptable. Uh, And so, like, if I'm in a meeting where I don't need to, like, give 100%, I can, like, also multitask and, like, go through my emails at the same time. We won't out
0: you. We won't out you. (laughs) I love OneNote. Jill, tell everyone what OneNote is. I have been using OneNote since 2017. And I remember when I got a new iPad, do you remember Jillian? I was like, Joe, I'm logged out of my OneNote. I need to get back into OneNote. <laughs> it was connected to like katie Genere at flywheelsports.com. RIP. Yeah, it was drama. Yeah, it was oh. drama. We solved it. But I have every routine I've ever written since 2017 on this OneNote. That's smart. So what is way? OneNote?
2: I mean, it's a Microsoft Office Suite product. I am like, I feel like I am very like beginner OneNote. Like I know people at work who are completely Psychotic. wizards told me and like, it they like have team one notes. I've been a part of like a few team one notes. So it's like great for note taking and like project management. Yeah, but, like, it's like a, bi- a virtual even, like, binder,
0: wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah. And like, yeah, there's
2: a, some assistants who are complete wizards with one note and like with their manager and like, just oh, like cool. multitasking on to do lists and like collaborating. It's just genius. Like I actually, that's like one of my goals is to like, be more advanced. Let's like take a course together, Jillian. Well, I was just cu- going to say,
1: I took a course on LinkedIn for it, like an hour long course for beginners.
0: Like yeah. it's you guys, you can learn this. I feel sure. like this is the way. so wave. many
2: features. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love OneNote for its organization. Like I have multiple binders. I have a power right. sculpt binder, a matte sculpt binder. There's so much organization to it. Highlighting, writing, notes, flags. It's wild. It's worth taking the time. If yeah, you, I love it. If you all don't know what OneNote
1: is, like it really is. That's a good description. It is a big fat ass notebook. It's on free the too, right guys? Like
0: I, yeah. we don't pay for it. It's yeah. free. It's free. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I also think that like sometimes when I'm like at work and I'm busy, sometimes I will have a notebook out, but like I'll quickly like, Scribble what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like looking back, I'm like, what does this note actually mean? If I like actually took the time to like write it out in one note, I'll mm-hmm. like have those notes saved rather than just like have it on a post it on my desk. Yeah.
0: Okay. What's a work from home flex? You have XYZ. I mean, Ali Taylor, nobody's going to top her work from home flexes. I mean, oh my like, gosh. Her, her, is her like setup is disgusting. so legit. Like, but, like what's one of your talks, flexes?
2: I honestly don't know if I have one. Like, I have a very large, obnoxious screen, but. That's it. I also have, like, both my iPads. I have two iPads. Like, they both sort of, like, are there. She looks like she's (laughs) reporting to NASA when she works. And she has her espresso. What
0: are you doing? She's a whole setup. Oh, Joe, what's that damn cup you love that keeps your water cold? Oh, I love
2: the pink cup. Yep. I know you guys it, are like that SM, other one.
1: Um, okay, but is SM? that a se- specific brand? Yes. What is it called? Yeah, Julia? simply
2: modern.
0: Simply modern. Sm. Okay, I need to get it's on this. It's the Tink's cup. I have one yeah, at home. our cups I have one are. What Jill actually, I, James actually gave me shit the other day because uh, he was like, "This cup, that you do, you guys use is ridiculous because it's so gigantic Stanley? It's spilled. I'm like, I know. We 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 don't apologize. I love the Stanley. We don't apologize. So okay. Much. Um, we love the Stanley. Yeah, it is okay. our favorite.
1: Give us a little, all right. I say we do a little like kind of pop. Oh my God. We like love pops. Are we going to
0: pops already? Okay, let's oh, go to pops. Do we
1: need to backtrack and not go no, to pops? I'm just I like, just,
0: I so love Jill that I want to know everything know. she loves. I First really all, need to hear I this. I mean, friends listening, how many minutes have we been chatting with this um, bitch? Like 44. Oh shit. I love oh it. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, I
2: wanted to give my, what? I will give podcasts. Uh, oh wait, okay. Yes. I made a viewers, note. Which I, I made love, a note.
0: I made a note. Let's 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 cover this now because honestly, Jillian Rose, not Jillian Murray, you were ahead of the pod times. This one made me listen to shit. And she's like, new shit, you need to stay woke. Blah, blah blah blah. Okay. So walk us through all of the ones you listen <laughs> so to now. I
2: feel like not like my day is not started if it's not listening to specific podcasts, which include Axios. Like, Axios. I completely. I'm obsessed with Axios. Don't I I get that email? What is it? Yep.
1: What is this podcast?
2: Axios is a news and media company. Okay. So like very much like not serving left or right, just like gives you the facts straight. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. their style is like called smart brevity. So like, gives you like the bullet points and then it hyperlinks, which I think sort of other media companies have followed suit. But every morning I listen to the Axios morning podcast, AM podcast, which is nine minutes. It's never more than that, but it gives you like the top headlines around the world. And they have a few different newsletters that I really love that I read in the morning. I read the email. I would say three that I love off the top of my head. So Axios AM, Axios what's next which I love it's like very much like feature casting so like what's sort of like exciting or like what we think the future is going to be like so it's Mm -hmm. like anything from like oh so like rents are rising in like these parts of the country like these are expected to be sort of like the hot spots of where people are going to live in the next 15 years and like cool also like this car is coming out like with like as an electric vehicle in 10 years um, so Axios, I also read Andrew Ross Sorkin's deal book, more of like financial, but like a great Snooze. reporter all around. <laughs> no, it's really good. You would like it. Yeah. And no, then the Daily, the, the New notes. York Times Daily. Yes.
0: Okay, let's just clear. Jill does not have all the time in the world. This girl's a multitasker. She watches Real Housewives in the morning (laughs) while washing her face. No, I'm not even kidding. Listens to this shit. Like, so the average person is like, Is her morning routine seven hours? No, she's doing all of this at the same time.
1: But but it's great. And but Jill, talk to me about this. I and I love this podcast list. Like it's important to know this shit because I feel like this comes up and people are going to judge and you're going to look like a real moron if you're like, let's rush up to, you know what I mean? Like this keeps you up to date. And that's why
2: like, if you just, I'll leave it as like, if you listen to my suggestion is like listening to Axios AM every morning or reading the newsletter, it's one or the other. And the podcast takes nine minutes and the newsletter to
0: read probably takes three minutes. Great advice. I actually didn't know the podcast takes nine. Maybe I'll do that. I mean, you must. And sent. the daily is like 13 yeah. tops usually, right? Like they're pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Whoever does the daily, I don't love their voice. Yeah, I know. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't love that they voice. are like a snooze fest. Yeah, I'm I agree like, with no, you, actually. No, so, so, huh, yep. huh. I'm yeah. like, can I get just like a little bit more pop? Agree. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so those are your only three the go-tos. Go-to girls. Have yeah, that We real can only pop. really deliver that. Mm, I know. Pop. Okay. So All right. True. What's your favorite reality TV show? Oh, yes, give it to us.
2: Oh, such a good one. Uh, I guess Real
0: Housewives of Beverly Hills. 100%. And it's really challenging for you to answer because you watch a lot. You watch a wide variety. Like I am a Bravo stan. I love reality. But Jill will also dab into, what's that dating crazy? Love Island. Love Island. (gasps) Okay, Ivan Dab, tell me this, 90 Day Fiance. Oh, we love that. Jill has oh,
2: long all the
1: TLCs. <laughs> have you gotten into Indian Matchmaker yes, on we Netflix? Watched that. Oh,
2: yep. I yep. already watched that. I- obsessed. Yes. So great. Love it. So Wait, much.
0: are there multiple seasons? There's two. Yep. The second oh, yeah. one like,
2: just came out. Oh, we binged
0: one like years ago, I feel like, Jillian.
2: Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. was, it was <laughs> a few years
0: ago. Okay. Who's your favorite person on Bev? Kyle I, Richards. Kyle Richards. That's right. I didn't know that. A Kyle Stan. Um, okay, so Manny or Petty, if you only had forty minutes, which are you doing?
1: Manny. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The nails gotta look good. You, she's got long nail beds like you. Where it really Always holds have to look color. good for work.
1: I was just gonna say that. Like, tell us about your, your work, work thing because I swear to God, Jill, my mom, I will never forget. I was like in high school and she, you know, worked in pharma. And she came back one time and was like, Jill, I had an interview with a girl. She had black chip nail polish and I couldn't stop staring at it the whole time. And I like, from that day on, I'm like, your nails have oh, to look my fire. God. Like, oh, it, yeah, it just nails always
2: have to look good. People yeah. notice and like, or if like I can't get them done in time, mm-hmm. I'll
1: just like completely like chip
2: them off. And You'll just, just wear gloves. Around them. That's what I was going to say. just go straight. Yeah, <laughs> just put gloves on. Yep. Yeah.
0: Do you know what's so funny is that people all the time will be like, don't look at my toes in here. And I'm like, literally, it's the last thing I'm looking at. Right, It's actually the last thing I'm looking at. Yeah. Um. But here, what's your opinions on colors? Because right now, Jillian, my Jill is sitting next to me and she's got some wild ass fucking nails.
2: Right oh, I just yeah. saw your tortoise. My, That's yeah, friend right now. I, yeah. did well. I love
1: her manicurist, but we went crazy with the pink so accents. We did. But my thing on nails, and Jill, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, again, I do think it depends. They're always done. So yes. mine are always like. But
0: people say things and they're like, what the fuck is that?
1: But it's a conversation starter okay. and it's not. Usually too crazy, like okay. I rein it. But like you're not writing "fu America." If I know, if, if I had an interview, okay. I would go straight pale nude. Like there's no way yeah, I'm doing this yeah, in yeah. an interview or
0: something. You know what I mean? And <sighs>
2: you're you don't have like crazy long nails either. No, like, no exactly. Like it's not like you're like clacking along the right.
0: Uh You guys both know I hate nail color. I just yeah. I don't know what it's like. Literally straight up neutral. Yes, and actually. <laughs> My last time I was at my go-to place, Cocoa Blue in Old City. Now I know if you're from Philadelphia, there's bad Cocoa Blues. This one in Old City is the original, the Cocoa runs this one. Okay. okay. And I had a girl I haven't had yet. And she says to me, you don't like color? And I was just like,
1: your aesthetic, this does yeah. not surprise me in the least. Ugh. It goes with your it like hurt. whole vibe. It hurts. No color for you. Kitty.
2: you should show everyone your cocoa blue picture from your wedding day Holy when they did your
0: nails. shit balls. That was us. laugh out loud. Why? What happened? So I go to the same nail salon all the time. Actually, nice. Jill it, and your opinion is fuck. You love that nail salon. Didn't yeah, you have great. the last most longest lasting? I remember this. You were like, my nails are still done. It was fantastic. So um, I made appointments for myself, um, Jillian and Mary, okay. uh, and we got Manny Petty's. and Coco found out that it was my uh, wedding. Okay. And wow. she made me put she physically used bobby pins to put a veil in my head for the treatment. That's so and cute. then made me do a photo shoot at the front of the store. No, she did. Yeah, not.
2: I was literally it was fantastic. You have
0: to find the photos, Jill. You must have some, and I will post them on well, Go to Girls' to post uh, story. But it was hysterical. Like it's not just she put like a cute thing on. No, she physically did my hair, bobby pinned it, and just kept being like, "This doesn't look good." I'm fixing it, and I was like, "Coco, I'm gonna take this out in ten seconds." Yeah. Bobby pin. That's cute. She was so was excited. Okay, I love that moment. Breakfast or lunch meeting, Jill? Do people do breakfast meetings? My dad's a big I breakfast do. meeting guy. I do. I do you do like that, Joe?
2: Um, I don't really do breakfast meetings, but that's actually one um, like event type that I'm actually trying to do more yeah, of yeah, for the love alumni network.
0: They love a muffin.
2: So I'm doing one actually September 20th in New York, and so, so we'll it's going to be a networking breakfast. I did it in London, and it worked out well. So networking breakfast. And then in London, I brought in a career coach who did like a coaching session in the middle of it. Amazing. And then for this one, we're doing like a panel. And so it gives people like an opportunity. Not everything should be like right after work, drinking related. Like people need to go home to their families or like might not want to, to drink or socialize in that way. So it's just like providing more opportunities for people.
1: And Jill, I know we're in the pop questions section, but I really do want to ask your opinion on this. Oh, here she goes. Like, so I think when I advise people, you know. I think it's worth looking into like what size company, what the reputation is, what type, because when you said earlier in the interview about your manager sitting down with you and really discussing, like, how can I help you grow? I think people should realize that should be the norm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like 1000% and your resources in a company this big, like, I'm not saying you need to work at a behemoth for everyone, but there are certain advantages that you should be aware of when you're looking, you know what I mean?
0: But how do you judge that in an interview, girls? How do you assess that whoever's hiring you is going to provide that? Because it's kind of a gamble. I I think you also
2: like there's like I have realized the importance also of like who you work for. And I don't think you necessarily like need to tie yourself to someone. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like if you're ultimately working for a leader that, you know, is a good leader, is very supportive, has like all of those fantastic people manager qualities, like it sort of trickles down in management. So like their direct reports are acting the same way. So I think that, and this is something that I've recently said to people, like I've just realized that in my next role, I'm going to stress, the people manager so much. I've been very fortunate. I am obsessed with all the people managers that I've had You've at my job. i have never term. had a bad
0: boss. I'm just thinking. Right. Him. But like, I know
2: that like my boss right now, if I was crunching numbers in an Excel, which I hate doing on a daily basis, but if I was working for him, I'd be happy because he's a supportive manager. He's absolutely a delight to work for. Like just so supportive all around and so- like an inspiration truly that like, I wouldn't mind if that's what I was doing.
0: How would you rate my father as a boss when it comes to wedding planning?
2: Oh, I would love. Al Al is a fantastic boss. Very transparent.
0: Jill, do you understand, Jill Marie, that Jill and I used to like Email with my father, like we dead ass. We was, I had a transactional relationship. I'm like, I with need to, father.
2: I'm following up on this. Yeah, circling this back. Yeah, <laughs> no. it was hysterical.
0: And I was CC'd on everything. Like, and I, I dead ass didn't communicate with my dad. Just Jill talked to my dad. And then obviously, I I'm so close with my dad. But so when much. it came to the wedding, I didn't. She reported to him. You were compensated nicely.
2: The, the, the only thing was Al as a, from a technological standpoint, oh, like I could have really oh, loved, right. I would have really <laughs> loved if he was able to like use the Google drive not and able. the files that I created. No. He was mm-hmm. not able So to.
1: Jill, you're telling me Al does not have OneNote? No. Basically. Oh, no. My God. Okay. He has okay. a, a law
0: library. Do you know that like my brother, my like Dewey Decimal law, System, they literally have a law library online and my dad can't figure that. He's like, no, no, no. I have to have a physical yeah. So when we would send him Google Docs, like even Chris, his secretary, what's she doing? Why can nobody open a fucking Google Doc over there? He's old school. I don't He's know. He's old school. Yeah,
2: everything on. was old Google Docs. Had to resend the Excel multiple yeah, times. I
0: love it. Okay, I, how do you feel um, about pumpkin? Uh, pumpkin spice? Yeah, like I can't. I don't know. I can't oh, remember. don't like it. Wait, but do you like? Don't you like pumpkin bread? Also, I think it's absurd
2: that it came out already. It's out. No, all of you Same. need to stop.
0: Listen. See, here's the problem. I love pumpkin. Do pumpkin one eight hundred pumpkin? I, I pumpkin do this, pumpkin that, no. pumpkin in here, pumpkin in there. But I would love summer. To
2: be honest, I don't even think I've ever had a pumpkin spice latte. I've just Same. never Wait had a one because I'm like, I haven't either. I just think okay, the, like, we're gonna get them. Just like too much. Like, okay, so here's a fact. I don't understand.
0: Okay. okay, I hear you. Thank you for your feedback. Here is how the pumpkin works, us pumpkin people. You can't have more than two a year. That is yeah, they your are limit. so sweet. They are. I, it'll put you at the dentist. But now they've come out. I mean, with, it's sort of like a dessert. It's exactly the same it's thing, a like when the Christmas ones come out. She where like loves the salted caramel. Yeah, and you love I that have cookie that, one. Like, Creme only brulee. A few times. Yeah, uh, you love it's like that too much. I full blown had what? like a
1: frappuccino a day in college and was like a good twenty pounds heavier. Yep. No,
0: no, no, disgusting. <laughs> we know Jill and I <laughs> like were Britney Spears exa- style. We were by your sides. <laughs> okay, Jill and I were getting drive through frappuccinos. Oh my god, but um. Now they make like pumpkin cold foam like no it's too much pumpkin too and everybody and it's not too much, it's not enough. Mm. Everybody's so upset about it, but here's what I need to make the announcement about. I am so happy pumpkin's here and I'm happy summer's still here. Why is pumpkin only allowed a couple months a year? Oh my lord. You know, I mean pumpkin deserves like, more.
2: Should we start Christmas by <sighs> like before Thanksgiving?
1: Great point. I'm with Jill on this. But do you like pumpkin bread, pumpkin trees? Yes, treats? I like pumpkin bread.
2: Yeah, I think I okay. think so. I, I'll say that once September, after September 10th, when it like sort of maybe
0: will feel like fall. She has a certain I'll date. I'll go okay. get I love myself pumpkin All right,
2: let's, 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 I three of us, let's pick let a date. know how much it costs in New York trip. Yeah,
0: I think we have to wait until October uh, both jills october
2: I think. 1st Okay, All right,
0: october 1st it's national go to girls pumpkin spice latte october 1st. Day. october 1st a latte day okay
2: everyone uh share your uh
1: selfies with literally the okay we're gonna do it and post it Get also a jill when are you coming to philly Oh, okay. like, Again, when are like, we meeting did you not hear a calendar
0: jill sends me her calendar you guys think this is a joke i got an email like three weeks ago with two open dates from now until january oh, 1. to pick okay and she's like which of these work for your schedule i'm like oh my <laughs> fucking god I, i'm not running a business or anything i sure these work see you then i okay. make yourself available Wait, well, actually yes, jill follow up available. when is the date you're coming because jill marie will yeah right i will now. be here
2: I think beginning of November, but that Great. also yeah, there we go. Work <laughs> for it works for right. me.
0: So I'll circle back. There we go. Right. Yeah, let me know, would you? I have no idea. I love it. It works for oh. me. Jill, where can people follow you? Yes. Tell us everything.
2: Uh, My Instagram. Yeah. LinkedIn, if you want to connect and chat. Always happy to like chat with people. Endorser.
0: Um, She's a good endorser. Wait, you guys. Last thing. Jill, both Jill's. My two. Okay. Do you realize you are both my like get shit done Jill's? Like I'll go to each of you with like help. What do I do with this? P- my sister in law had me in stitches. I had three different people send me a screenshot that it was my SLT anniversary on my LinkedIn. Oh my gosh, oh. did I not send you that? No, you did it. You, you did it. I need to update it. And I was gonna tell li- need you to update, <laughs> update <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, the last time Jill Vanick was like, Kate, I'm gonna update your LinkedIn and then three different people were like, LOL, happy nope. anniversary. It I'm would like, oh give me oh. such pleasure. I okay. would love to like hack in. I don't, do don't it. even know my password. Okay. I hedge it out. Or I sent that to you the other
2: day because I also know. Don't worry,
0: three other people were like, LOL. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I got to get on that
1: LinkedIn. Yeah, got to get that
0: LinkedIn updated, sis. Oh, God. I, that's okay. going to be Jill and
1: Jill project. Yeah. J2, so, J Square. Jill, yeah. thanks
0: so much for sharing. Yes. Um, I can't wait till you run shit at this current job and then we can actually say it. And by then, Jill and I will, you know, our podcast will be- Obviously blown prime up. Prime time. Um, but no, Jill- Thanks this so was, much, Go to girls. This yeah. was so fun. Yeah, so you good. go
1: to get on out of here. Yeah. yeah, and go to, tell us when you're coming in November because we're hanging out. I'm just Absolutely. I'm just saying it. Cuz
0: literally Jill Caffrey will come and not want to take my class so you guys can just <laughs> Okay, we can do whatever. Do your own thing. <laughs> you we will not wait, be having pumpkin. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love it. We'll All be right. drinking. All right. love you so much Jillian. Thanks for everything. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.